this is Pastor John. This is DCE James. And we are back at it with the Catechast, taking a look at the very first commandment of the second table of the law, uh, which is the fourth commandment. Oh. Yes, uh, because remember, there's two directions the law goes, right? There's the upward direction of love for God, commandments one through three, which we just completed. And now we're entering into the uh, what I call the left and the right direction, which is your mm. neighbor. Uh, so how do you properly love your neighbor? And the first commandment in that uh, table is this fourth commandment. And so what is the fourth commandment? The fourth commandment, honor your father and your mother. And what does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents and other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. Yeah, this one is, is a lot bigger than just parents. Yeah, um, it's there's a lot going into it. It's actually all authority yeah. uh, that we have in our lives. And, and Luther elsewhere has written, and this goes into Christian tradition and thinking, is that the family is actually the basis of all authority in the world. Mm. That the, the basis of all government even arises from the authority of the family. Yeah. That's why Christians care so much about the family. So, uh, so, yeah, how do we see God's love and grace to his people in this commandment? Well, we kind of talked about this with the uh, commandments as a whole, but it gives this proper order and you know, well-being of society as a whole that when we have authority, especially authority that is God-fearing and protecting and serving, there is a proper order and there is, there is care for mm -hmm. all parts of life. Yeah, you know, I think of this commandment being especially in place for the vulnerable mm. because what would it look like in this world if there, was, there were no authorities to provide for and protect the vulnerable? Like, yeah. what if babies had nobody to take care of them when they cried? What if there was robbery or theft or murder and nobody mm -hmm. was there to intervene yeah. and um, give structure, order, accountability? And so, yeah, um, this, is, this is really for the vulnerable. And we, we do well when we understand authority is a gift. Um, and so how does God want us to live in light of this knowledge of the fourth commandment? Well, of course, Luther explains that we need to serve and obey and love and honor, but that we ha have this deep respect for our leaders, mm. that we understand that they are there for a reason and really respect the position. Yeah. Not just the person. If we like the person, then I'll respect them, but kind of respecting that position as well. You know, and this even gets into even the way we talk about teachers or the way we talk about um, even politicians who hold positions. We do want to respect the position. And I think that we live in a society that's very anti-authority. Yeah. We just don't believe that there's any authority except ourselves. Although we do believe in authority like uh, Jojo Siwa is an authority, right? Yeah. Or <laughs> not too long ago, Miley Cyrus was an authority. Right. Or Justin Bieber is an authority. All these people, on whether <laughs> they're YouTube influencers or whatever, they become authorities. But traditionally, you know, authorities are within government or church or family. Mm -hmm. And we just have this deep distrust of 
authorities. Now, I think it's the respect of the actual position that allows us to critique and hold accountable authority. Yeah. But a lot of times we go beyond that of just dismissing and even being suspicious of right. authority. Yeah, what do you go to first? Do you go to the respect first or you go to the critique first? Mm. That is, yeah, right. And can you maybe imagine yourself in that position of authority? Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a lot more thankfulness in my heart for my parents now that I am a parent. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's, that's what it's like to be a parent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so what are maybe some challenges in understanding or believing this teaching? Like how might our kids be just running into a contrary message or maybe they're just feeling the challenge of obeying this commandment? Mm -hmm. A lot of what you said that we need, we have this need, this desire to always be right, always be the one in control. Like, yeah, you're, you're saying these things, but either in our heads or behind your back, we're critiquing your work or mm -hmm. really secretly thinking, well, if I was the one in control, then I would do this. So that's always a challenge for anybody. Which is interesting because that's the way we approach God often. Yeah. If you listen to people sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think we have a problem with authority, whether it be parents or, or anyone else, because we have a problem with God's authority. Yeah. Because we want to be God on our own terms and make the rules. I think also that there's this tendency in our, in our culture, and our kids just are exposed to this all the time, that, you know, I have to have it my way. Right. Mm -hmm. And and I'm going to fight if I'm inconvenienced. Yeah. You know, like and, yeah. and this is where we we become kind of self-centered and demanding that right. everything has to be given to us on a platter. And we can be kind of entitled, I think, maybe that a little definitely. bit. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that can all challenge uh, the keeping of this commandment. As we have conversations with our teenagers, what are maybe some good conversation points to have regarding this commandment? Well, I think first identifying who those authorities are. Mm, mm -hmm. um, not just your teachers, not just your pastors and, and parents, but who are those people that you need to actually listen to? Yeah, You know, just in the store, maybe there's a manager or walking down the street and there's an adult that talks to you. Understanding there's a, there is a hierarchy there's in respect. society. Yeah. There's a respect. Well, and even asking the question to your kids, who put these people over you? Mm -hmm. If we can identify that a teacher or a pastor or a parent or you know somebody in government or a police officer is an authority over you, to ask, well, who put this person in position over you? Yeah. And how might that shape differently how you, you talk to them or think about them? Mm -hmm. And so with that, it, it's basically asking what does it look like for me to be a part of that community? Mm -hmm. what, what is my role as, as a teenager to listen to a teacher, to listen to my parents? And how, how do I go about being a follower? And that's definitely not something that is trained in us in our culture right now. And I think we need to help our kids understand the bigger picture that they are under the authority of leaders so that they could be shaped into being those who one day will hold authority. Because mm -hmm. we parent our kids, and one day they will likely be parents too, and they will hold authority either in a good way or a bad way. Yeah. 
And so they're really looking to us to see if we model it correctly, right. with humility, with gentleness, with consistency. I also think it's good to have our kids think about how the nature of sin in this world makes it so that there's no perfect authority. Mm-hmm. And so we can recognize that, that there are going to be people who hold authority who are not going to hold it well. So we can look at those in politics. We can look at those, you know, even we can look at some police officers or some in the military or some teachers. You know, everybody's had that teacher that is just a real pain. And and even pastors or ministry leaders who who we can look at them and say that they're not holding that power correctly Mm -hmm. or they're maybe mismanaging it or using it for their own ends. And we can recognize how sin, that's, that's the nature of sin. Sin corrupts a good thing. Yeah. So it's not the position itself or the authority that's wrong. It's, it's that human beings are broken and imperfect. But then also getting them to think a little bit about what would it look like to live in a world with no authority at all? Mm-hmm. That would be a mess. I've heard of plenty of people who decide they want to be a teacher because they've had horrible teachers. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Just knowing... <coughs> This is what the position should actually look like. Yeah, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah, if there, if there was a world, though, without authority, it'd be the Hunger Games. Yeah. So say to your kids, do you want to live in the <laughs> Hunger Games? Right. If you do, then let's just get rid of authority and be disrespectful to it. Because <laughs> uh, I, I think our, our, our generation um, and the generation that's coming really struggles with authority to the point where we just want to get rid of it and just... Right turn the whole thing upside down and, and that can be dangerous uh two scriptures to think about here one with regard to the church and the other with regard to civil authorities um yeah um with regards to the church is uh hebrews thirteen seventeen says, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who have been have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Don't make your pastors in DCEs groan. <laughs> Always good advice. <laughs> yes. Come to church and, 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 and uh, listen to the word of God. That... Yeah. that that makes us rejoice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's hard to have care for people's souls uh, if we if you're not yeah. there to listen. Uh, how about Romans 13? Romans 13, 1 says, Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Just one quick final thought here re- regarding parents, you know. I think it's great for parents to talk to their kids about the God-given nature of their role. Mm -hmm. For parents to say, you know what, I'm your parent because God made me your parent. And so I've been given an an authority uh, over you for your good to shape you into a responsible human being. Right. And to provide for you and all those things. But, you know, when there's like arguments about like, I don't want to go to church you know, kids say that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great time to talk about your authority as a parent to say, you know, I get it that you don't want to go to church, but God has given me a very important role of authority to care for your spiritual well-being. Yeah. And yeah. so that's why I'm going to take you with today. <laughs> that's why you're <laughs> not staying home. Yeah. 
because um, I would be abusing my authority to leave you at home. Right. Yeah. Um, what are some ways we can pray for our kids as we think about this commandment? To be a good follower, I think, is a very good, important thing to do for our, our teenagers. What are those um, positions that they need to follow? Not only just do it blindly, but to follow with respect, mm-hmm. follow, with, follow with honor, and follow with you know, constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Also, too, to pray for our kids to have good leaders and mentors in their lives. Yeah. I think that's incredibly important, both within the church and without. Right. Um, yeah. I think another way we can pray for ourselves as parents is that we would use that authority well mm-hmm. in a very patient, humble way. And part of this means that as parents that we're transparent about our own sinfulness. Uh, you know, some of the most powerful moments I've had as a parent is when I've said to my son or my daughter, I'm sorry. Yeah. I am sorry that I yelled at you. I'm sorry that I said I was going to do one thing and I didn't. I did the other. Yeah. And that is modeling good authority. Mm-hmm. And also it, it's really modeling the gospel for our kids because we're showing them that we need the same thing that they need. Yeah. which is the forgiveness and grace of God in Christ. Right. Being a parent is hard work. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's the fourth commandment, and we'll see you next time for the fifth commandment.